Good morning, everyone. This morning we are studying Parashat Tetzaveh. Parashat Tetzaveh is the continuation of the service in the in the Mishkan, the portable uh, sanctuary in the desert of Am Yisrael and Jewish people. But in addition to that, it's a lot of the garments of the Kohanim that they would wear as they would do the service in the Mishkan. The Kohanim were wearing specific garments, specific clothing. And then above that, there was the, the um, Kohen Gadol, the high priest, the high Kohen, and he was like the, the, the chief Kohen. He would wear even more and more different things with some, uh, some uh, differences in the clothing. So let's, uh, let's go through the, the Torah, let's go through the parasha, and there's a few things I'll add in. Let me let me just say that um, the first parsha begins with a mitzvah of the menorah. It says that there has to be big to take pure olive oil and use the pure olive oil to light the menorah. The menorah will be lit with uh, pure olive oil, and it says that it should. Uh, and Aaron, the Kohanim, are preparing this every single day. It's called the Ner Tamid. It's a daily uh, daily service that they light the menorah every single day. Uh, toward the end of the parasha, we also learn about another mitzvah, um, the Korban Tamid. This is the sixth aliyah. I'll jump to it because this is a connection uh, worth bringing with the two, between the two. So the first thing we just said is the menorah was lit in the Mishkan every day by the Kohanim. The second thing that I'll mention is from Aliyat Shishi. It says that there are certain offerings that are brought every day, and they are the same exact thing every single day. It's a sheep offering. It's the first thing in the morning and the last thing in the in the in the afternoon before they close up. The Beit Hamikdash's or the Mishkan's offerings are done during the daylight hours, and it starts off with a sheep and ends off with a sheep, and that's called the Korban Tamid. Tamid is um, something that's always brought every day. And so there is both of these ideas that is called Tamid. It's something that's brought every single day. And there's the importance of having a, a routine. This is uh, one thing that uh, we take out from these uh, sections, is that it's important to have a routine, to have a fixed routine, to have to start off the same, the same uh, way every day and to end off the same way every single day. Of course, what's done in the middle is extremely important, and every day is going to have its unique challenges and uh, tasks that have to be accomplished every day. And in that sense, no two days are ever the same. But to build the the routine, to know that you're coming back to every day the mishkan, every day the offerings, and every day starts this way, ends that way. It's very important. This is something in our own personal lives where we have our prayers that we done every we do every morning and every evening and every afternoon. We have our prayers. We have certain um, activities of trying to grow, trying to become better, trying to study, study to become better, to focus on different aspects of our growth. It's not something that should be done once in a while. It's something that we need to schedule and make time for uh, because otherwise other things will will take uh, priority. There are things that can be urgent, but not as important to to our lives, but they're urgent. And, you know, you get that urgent email. And if we don't establish the set times to focus, then we can expect that the urgent notifications uh, will take over your life. This is actually something that's discussed in a book I have right there on my bookshelf. 
of uh, the seven habits of highly effective people, where he he speaks about like, like you have different quadrants in your life of what's urgent or time pressing and what's important. And very often things that are important, that are most important to you, are not that urgent. And so they take the back seat. Something very important decisions of your life, but it's not an urgent decision. Until it becomes urgent, then you have to decide. And and on the opposite end of the of that quadrant, like, the, like if you have a four box quadrant, on the other corner of it is things that are not important at all, but they come up today. Like you got a notification, you got a phone call, you have some something happens, there's a something small happens around the house or, or whatever, those things suck your energy and you don't focus on the important things because they're not as pressing. So it's very important as we're learning from this is to make sure you have a routine, established routine to make sure that you're making time for the important things in your life. Here it's talking about the menorah, it's talking about the, the offerings, the korbanot in our lives. It means setting aside time, making sure we're spending time with family, making sure that we're building our maintaining our relationships, relationships with God, relationships with others, these things that if we don't nurture and focus on, they'll take a back seat. There's an importance of tamid, to, to continuously be uh, focused on what's important. Okay, then the next thing we'll say is like the garments of the Kohen Gadol. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to share screen. I think I did this last week. Let's see, you should probably be able to see the screen. If Can someone give me a thumbs up? You see the screen something? Okay, good. Thank you. Um, so this is the high priest, Bigdei Kohen Gadol. This is a lot of what the parasha is about. Uh, the Kohen Gadol is wearing eight garments. You could see the eight are listed here. Um, there is there is this turban. It's a white hat that he's wearing on top. On top of the hat, there's like a golden plate that has the name of God on it. They call it the tzitz, the crown. These are all uh, listed in our parashiyot. So I can uh, show a close-up of each of these. Then there is, let's see, you can see there's you, you, the white sleeves uh, and the white pants. That's underneath he's wearing like what you would call his underclothing, right? Like So it's a shirt and pants that's white and it's made out of linen. In fact, all Kohanim would wear, would wear that. There are eight clothings, eight things of clothing that all um, Kohanim... Um, there are eight, eight parts of clothing that all Kohanim, that the Kohanim Gadol wears, rather, and four that regular Kohanim that are doing the service. So there's there's a ton of Kohanim in, Kohanim are the priests, there's a ton of them in the in the sanctuary doing the work, there's a ton of them, but um, one of them is the, is the head. So the difference is the regular Kohanim are wearing four, Kohan Gadol is wearing eight, the four that a regular Kohan is wearing is like a, the tunic, or like, like what you call the, the shirt. The pants, they have like a, a belt and a hat. Now, the Kohen Gadol also has those four. So you can see it's the linen tunic. It's the white one. Then it's the, the, the pants that's underneath. Like it says, like not visible. When I say shirt, it's more like rope style. Then there is uh, the hat that he has. And he also has a belt. I don't think you could see it here. It's, it's covered. But there's a belt there. Now, on top of that, he's wearing this blue uh, what's called an apron, ephod. Here, you can see they call it ephod. No, 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 I'm sorry. The blue is called the me'il, the blue robe. You can see that's what they're writing over here. It's a blue robe. It's not an apron. I'm sorry. I had the wrong wrong word. The blue one is the me'il. It's like a blue uh, overcoat or a robe. And then attached to it, 
is an apron. And this is like a reverse apron. Like if you're cooking, you know, like you have an apron that goes from the top and the back is open. Here it's, you could see the, the pink or it's really like a purple. It's a mix of a couple of colors, a red, blue, pinkish color uh, that that is called the ephod. And you can see how it like opens up on the top and in the middle, right there on his chest, it's what's called the breastplate. So right on top of the apron is the urim v'tumim, the breastplate. I think I have a close-up of that. Here, look at this picture. So you can see here in this picture, they're showing what the apron looks like. Uh, and you can see it's like comes straps down from his shoulders. He has the chains that are connecting to the, to the chest part. And on the chest part, I'll zoom in. I'll see if I can zoom in here. No, it's not doing it for me. Here is a zoom in. You could see on the, the breastplate, there are 12 stones. Very interesting. These 12 stones are very are precious stones. I think on the other page or somewhere, I have uh, the names of these stones here. Look at this one. These are the 12 stones. You could see how, and then on, and the, and I'm going to scroll in a little bit. You can probably see how engraved on the stones are the names of the tribes. So you have Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Issachar, Zebulun, uh, Dan, Aftali, Gad, Asher, Yosef, Binyamin. Their names are on all of these different stones. Here are the names of the stones to the right. You could see what the, it's like a ruby. You got a ruby this side. These things are pretty expensive. Emerald. You, you could see all sorts of them. There's sapphire here. There's also different opinions. So you could see here, uh, Yahalom. They translate here as quartz crystal. Uh, Yahalom in modern Hebrew is diamond. Uh, regardless, these are, um, this is, this is, pretty pricey putting these stones there and you have the names of the tribes of israel engraved in them and if you get it now you get a close-up look of what the color is remember how i was saying there's like a pinkish purple color it's actually none of that there's blue white and red but when you see it from far it gives you that pinkish uh, purplish color to it okay so the next thing that i wanted to point out here is this blue meal the blue overcoat. Let me go back to that one. So you have here the blue overcoat that we're talking about. Uh, um, there's actually there's one more thing I want to say about the apron. So the the apron, the ephod. You, I don't know if you could see in this picture so much, but on shoulders, he has like these two shoulder pads. On them there are stones. They're called avne shoham, and the Torah tells us that on the avne shoham was the names of the tribes as well. Ruven Shimon It says six on one, six on. The other so he had the 12 names of the tribes six on his shoulder and then he had the 12 names of the tribes on the on his chest um so this is a very interesting question of why are the names of the tribes there um and this is something that's very important as the kohen gadol he's doing the service he has to be very clear that he is a, a public servant he is a servant to Am Israel to the nation, and this is not for him. This is he's doing a service for the people, and part of it is to help educate the people, to do the service to run the Mishkan, to bring the offerings. But you can imagine there are going to be people that are coming to the Mishkan to bring an offering. Who knows why? Maybe because they had a life, uh, life and death experience, and they want to come bring an, uh, an offering, or maybe they did something wrong and they want to bring an offering, or it's a holiday and they're coming there. Like part of his job is to bring people in. Uh, not necessarily physically to come into the Mishkan. It's not, it wasn't, it's not a, a, a school here, but to build a relationship, to give them a word, to tell them. And this is the job of all of the Kohanim. 
that when someone is there to talk to them, to teach them, this is how you should be acting. What did this happen? This, oh, something amazing happened in your life. Good for you for coming and appreciating it. You should appreciate it. You should appreciate life to lift their spirits. Who knows why they're there? Maybe they're, someone is sick and is going through a personal challenge and is coming to bring an offering as prayer from to giving a, a lending hand, uh, an ear to encourage them, to help uh, lift them up. These are all part of the, the rules of the Kohen Gadol. So how do you remind him? You remind him when someone comes in there and he he's, uh, needs some encouragement, you can't say, get out of here, I have a job to do. It's like, no, the job is with all of these names on my chest, the jobs are the names on my shoulders. My job is for them. I am a public servant to them. And so it's a reminder, a constant reminder to the Kohen Gadol that he, that he knows that he's doing this as a public servant, which is something that, that all of us uh, appreciate. Um, it, hopefully we have worthy and capable leaders who are taking care of, of the people as they need it. So let's just continue. If I continue looking at the screen, what else do we have here? Uh, oh, okay. So the blue, the blue, Meil. Uh, uh, the overcoat on the very bottom. Let me show you. This is this view I want to show you. Look at this. You can see on the very bottom here. You can see there are these like fringes. Right? Do you see that? Toward the bottom of the blue, there are fringes. I'll just try to zoom in. And you can see here there are these fringes. So I'm giving you a close-up of these fringes. The Torah calls them pamones verimon. There are golden bells and um pomegranates. Okay, look at this picture. And they're called pomegranates because they have this red ball shape to it, like a pomegranate fruit. So you have these golden bells. These are called, um, uh, the, the golden bells are called pa'amone uh, zahav, golden bells. Rimon, Rimon is a pomegranate. And it's that shape. Uh, our sages teach us that uh, when the Kohen Gadol would walk, you would be hearing him because he had bells all over him. He would never uh, be able to sneak up on anyone. Not that he was trying to, but this was uh, something that, uh, as you would walk around, you would always hear. You would always hear where he was, and our sages teach us that this is a, a, it, it's supposed to uh, remind us that God is always around us. You know, what, even if we don't see him or hear him, like he is there. And this is part of it. Another thing is that a lot of these different um, these different items that we bring are. Uh, to correspond to different sins. So this overcoat cor corresponds to the sin or the atonement of the sin of evil speech, speaking negatively about others. Why? Because, you know, you're like chirping the way you like these bells are, are are chirping, if you will. How, again, it's supposed to be uh, that you're making all of this noise of the Kohen Gadol as he's going to do the service is like to counteract or to atone for the sin of people making noise with their mouths when they say things that they shouldn't be saying. Um, again, like I said, it's it's also the Kohen Gadol is supposed to teach these things to people. All right, then let's go back to the head plate. That was another one. So here's another view. So if you, this is another view of the golden bells and the whistles. Now, remember I said he has a, a head plate. It's a golden plate. It says Kodesh Lashem, the name of God is on it. That's what it looks like. It's a golden breastplate. It has the name of God. So now he has the name of the the tribes of the Jewish people on his shoulders and his chest, but he has the name of God on his forehead also to remind him to keep his thoughts focused on what he's doing here. And this is the part of the service that the Kohen Gadol does and brings. Our sages, like I said, explain that each of these 
uh, parts of clothing are corresponding to different types of sins. Let me see if there's anything else I wanted to point out here. Uh, I think we're all good. Again, the parasha goes through detail of all of this, and you know, there's there's much to learn about it all. Um, then toward the end of the parasha, I'll just mention that there is this uh, ketoret offering. Ketoret offering is a spice offering that's brought on a small altar. And I think I even showed the picture of this last week. How there's different types of altars that was brought for the offerings. One was very tall and big, and that was more of like for for animal offerings. But then there was a, a smaller offering, smaller um, what should we call it? Smaller altar that was brought for offerings of spices. Let me show you one picture of that, and then uh, we'll we'll wrap up. Share screen. So if you look at the screen here on the left, this is you could see how like this is the Kohen Gadol, fully decked out in his clothing. He's coming to this altar that's about waist high, and he's placing the spices. So our sages teach us that there are eleven. Spices. There's 11 of them. And there's one thing that our sages teach us, which is very nice, that one of the 11 is called Chilbana. Chilbana itself has a very putrid smell, not fragrant at all. By itself, it, it's terrible. It stinks. But it has to be part of the combination of all 11 of these spices. And if you're missing that Chilbana, the one that stinks, if you're missing it, then your whole offering is invalid. And there are messages, philosophical messages being taught to us that as a community, as a people, there are times where uh, there are some people that are, um, I guess the Chalbana, that they themselves and their own right have a... Uh, and that's that's our roles here, not to not to have enemies, but to be built, built together. However, that said, um, there are times where some something needs to be cut off. The way that Rambam explains is like there there are times where someone needs to amputate a leg because that's a threat to the rest of the body, and no one wants to do that. That's your last resort. Same concept here that cutting someone off is a last resort because that's not that's not something that you want to do. You want to bring everyone in, in, involved. You want to have everyone included. And that's also symbolic in this mitzvah. You have this one spice that by itself doesn't smell so good, but when it comes together, everything smells good together. And so you need to uplift, encourage, and to be a good positive influence on everyone. Okay, so with that, I'll stop here and I'll pause in case there are any questions. I will mention that uh, this week was also Parashat Zahor. For Parashat Zahor, I did have a separate video that I'll go ahead and I'll send to the chat. If anyone is uh, interested to, to seeing about Parashat Zahor, as I had like a short 60-second video, I'll send that over as well. Okay, have a great week. Tomorrow night is the holiday of Purim. Hashem, Purim Sameach. I hope everyone enjoys the holiday and good health. Celebrates with your family and good health. May we enjoy many holidays together in the future. Be well, Shavuot, Prince of Mech, everyone.